Hey everyone, this is Canon Divergent, just a fan fiction podcast standing in front of the void, asking it to love her. We are your hosts, Out Here Now, and Eve Hypo555. Today we're getting down and dirty with some smoot, aka smut. But not just anything and everything about smut, but particularly, why is it so hard? Pun intended. So we're focusing on why smut is so difficult to write. So we won't touch plot-specific aspects such as motivation or consent. We are approaching it strictly from the writing perspective. Let's get started. Okay, so you have ranted to me about this time and time and again. (laughs) We did um, just impromptu, no outline, just a rant about how hard it is to write smut. And we have about 20 minutes of that, and you'll probably get some clips of that interspersed into this one um we have an outline now no no we thought about it this time which we need we we need that structure in our life because we cannot function without it (laughs) this is probably our tightest one (laughs) um so basically to begin with this one is why is it so difficult to write in a technical sense and you probably write a lot more of it or possibly a higher rating than I do. I'm only just kind of touching in on the subject. I do write a fair amount of smut. I don't know. I don't think it's a fair amount, but I, I, I write more of it than you do. Yeah. So that, that is technically correct. It is very difficult to write from a technical perspective. Just so many elements in play. And I think the first one is that it's a lot of action, which is not normally something that is in fix, right? Like it's, Yeah, and we've discussed that before, like how action scenes in general are hard to write because you have a lot of things going on and you don't want to use, I guess, an abundance of description. Stage directions. Yeah, but you still need directions or else it's not going to make sense. In this scenario, you might have some dialogue, but you're not going to be able to do heavy dialogue like Mm -hmm. you could in other situations. Yeah, and things that, you know, you mostly do in fix, like it's dialogue or it's feelings, emotions, it's inner monologue, but this is heavy on the physical actions and it's it's hard to write without it being stage directions. You got a lot of body parts to account for and you often end up with that like, whose hand is that? <laughs> or how many hands is that? Yeah, if you've read one where it's like so-and-so's hand was here, then that, and then you're like, but there's a third hand at play. Wait a second. (laughs) What is going on there? Or you lose track of like the physics. So it's like, well, how are they able to, you know, how is he able to stroke, stroke his face while also, you know, pinning him to the bed while also holding himself up while also it's like, what is going on here? How many arms does this person have? And how have they suddenly been able to lift 160 pounds plus up against a wall or something where it's like five minutes ago they couldn't open a door or something? You know, <laughs> adrenaline. Exactly. So along with the whole hands concept is also the concept of, especially when you're writing slash, because you're using the same terminology for everything instead of opposing or different body parts. Whose cock is that? <laughs> yeah, basically that too. <laughs> Is that my dick or your dick? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe my third hand can find out. (laughs) And then it's like name versus pronoun. One that gets me a lot is like, 
you'll you can't it's so hard to avoid putting that person's name because it gets ambiguous about which he yep or which his yep and then and then you get into that especially if you're talking about two characters from different races or different backgrounds or something suddenly you have other descriptors and it just gets messy and questionable yeah and and again with the stage directions it just reminded me of something where it's like it becomes very technical in the writing itself that it's like i see this one a lot where they say like so that his back was against his chest you know like they're really describing like where one thing is touching another thing or he turned me around so that i you know i had one leg over like one leg on each side of his hips or something like that. I'm like, you straddled. He's straddling him. Just write that. You don't have to tell me like one knee on either side. Like we know what straddling is. But they just want to make sure it's clear for you when you're trying to read it. Except it's not. (laughs) It just doesn't work. Yeah. It's almost like they're trying to, you're trying to draw a diagram for people. Like, and so from this angle, you know, a 90 degree angle here and positioning at a three quarter turn. Yes. <laughs> now, if you hold that position for five second intervals. <laughs> well, yeah, and it's, it's just so hard. And because you as the writer have to picture it in your head, but then have to convey it in words where your reader knows what they're doing so that they can picture it in their head without it being a script. Or, like, a very dry description. Clinical description. Yeah. (laughs) Clinical. But you also don't want to go the other way. Just think of how many bad, quote-unquote, bad romance novels there are out there. And you don't want it sounding like that either. (laughs) I'm reminded of the movie 10 Things I Hate About You, where the guidance counselor is writing her, like, erotica, and she can't think of another term for penis, so she's like, bratwurst. Or it reminds me, I was trying to examples because I just thought of this, but when they had like um, a one shot as like a male writer trying to write a sex scene or um, mm-hmm. what is it? Or write a female character from a male perspective or something. Oh, Lord. That whole uh, breasted boobly down the stairs kind of deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of jiggly. But terminology gets so, it's difficult. Because there are some words that work, and then there are some words that really just break it. Yep. <laughs> Especially depending on the characterization of your characters, too. Mm-hmm. Like, depending on your characters and who they are and what they're doing. I mean, we know what they're doing at this point in time. but like, It's because they- it's very detailed. With <laughs> 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 stage directions. <laughs> but... Um, some words they're not going to use, or some words they're going to use, or they're going to use slang, or they're going to be really correct based on their personality and how they are as characters. So you need to hold that through these scenes, too. <laughs> not just through dialogue, though, or I guess in a monologue, but like you as a writer, too, need to be conscious of what terminology you're using. Like, I've never, I've never read smut where the word butt was hot. <laughs> Like, just don't use the word butt. Ass. Ass works. And yep. I'm sorry, all the Brits out there, but arse is never sexy. <laughs> Bum. Bum. Arse. <laughs> it's ass. <laughs> That's all it is. Yep. Um, or, you know, what to call 
the various yeah genitalia there's just so many words that do not work but i've heard some you know there are the ones that you just hear and sometimes you're like i'll give it a pass this time but like other times you're like no like, no no can't do it today not today rod <laughs> rod member uh, what else have you heard just so much Paul throbbing everywhere right <laughs> i'm okay with erection i've used that one so maybe that's why i'm okay with it <laughs> one of my favorite ones is when they refer to it as like, his sex <laughs> yeah especially if you're doing something that's like old timey and they tend to make like yeah. horribly flowerly and like just no no please no her sex her love mound <laughs> So terrible. <laughs> I guess we need to put like well no, we already mark basically all of our episodes as explicit. Yes, yes, we do. I don't know if we should we'll have, have put even more of a warning. Disclaimer at the top for a warning. Warning. Lots of non sexy terms. Once again, this is uh Canon Divergent After Dark. <laughs> the adult version. But that is one of the primary things that makes smut difficult to write is that one one bad euphemism can really destroy the mood. Yep. Yep. So I won't I won't say where, but there was um a translation of a work that I read, and so it's from a different language, but in the English translation, um someone refers to somebody's um ass as a butt ditch. <laughs> remember that that happened over a few years ago now and you keep bringing it up you text me about it over the years multiple times well for our listeners this is the first time that they're hearing it it's been a defining moment in eve's life apparently (laughs) she needs all 20 of you that listen to us know this If there are two things that I will tell anybody, one is butt ditch, (laughs) two is that you used to work on a pirate ship. These are two facts that everyone must know and are actually completely true. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually am in a Telegram chat with with my Twitter wife. And our chat room is called Welcome to the Butt Ditch. <laughs> As I said, a defining moment in the evening <laughs> is the butt ditch. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're if you're wondering what terminology not to use, <laughs> it's butt ditch. <laughs> now I want you to write a completely serious one shot. And use that unironically. <laughs> I did actually use it in one of my fics. Not use it was they were fun of it. Yeah. They were <laughs> making fun of it. Yeah, it was <laughs> but it was in there. It made a cameo. Um we should just have a sound bite of that every now and then in our episode. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's terminology, it's the names. You know, like, the scene is just fine, and then all of a sudden, everything is name, 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 name. It's the specificity. And so I've I've done my most editing for smut. And then I think the other thing is trying to balance, you know, action and feeling. Because then it, it just reads, like, directions. So you have to 
for my smut anyway, I don't know about yours because you said that you do it, you use it very differently. But for mine, there has to be that element of emotion. I, I want the readers to feel not just what the characters are feeling physically, but emotionally. I often read through it and like, okay, action, action, okay, emotion. Or I tell myself I need to include more of this. In in your situation, though, is is sex and relationships more of like, is that like the main point of your fic? Or is that also like no. a really positive part of your fic? It is a positive okay. part of the fic, yeah. So um, it's never the goal, though, because, well, it is in, in one of my series, so I take that back. It's another one of those moments like, <laughs> oh, I do. Wait a <laughs> yeah so we we use it much differently in stories it's usually a, if it's a plot point in my story it usually is used to highlight something else in mm. the relationship and it's not always sometimes it's fine but usually the relationship is less than ideal for some reason and so it's usually reflecting a, a stressed point of view or like um i guess not so positive emotions in general. So it, I guess it's used to highlight other issues. That's kind of cool, though, that like it has a it serves a different purpose in your effect. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't usually categorize it as romantic in really any source. It's it's more of an indicator or even a symptom in your. Yeah. Case. Yeah. Interesting. You know, for mine, it's usually um, it's usually a turning point in the relationship, but a positive one. I think there's there was one in my sequel, uh, Friendship, where uh, one of the side characters is is sleeping with somebody, but they're not an established couple. And so it's one of those things where they're casual, but one of them wants to be serious. The other one is very afraid. And so it's it's not <laughs> totally romantic, but it is something that ultimately brings them closer or together because then they have to talk about it. Um, no, mine is... is Mostly in a romantic sense, yeah. So there's a lot of pressure in mine. I believe that, you know, it has to be beautiful in a sense. I mean, and that's usually my my goal is like I, I want from my smut, and I don't know then if it even can be called smut. Is it I don't know what, what defines something as smut, but I, I'll say that my love scenes, I guess, um I want my readers to swoon is what I'm aiming for. And that's usually not what I'm aiming for. So, uh, especially in one, like, the two characters, it's a DC fanfic, uh, Jason Todd, Stephanie Brown uh, pairing. They're already in a relationship, and they're kind of just trying to let off steam before going to do something that is stressful. And, uh, like, Stephanie comes in the room and just, like, throws a condom at Jason. <laughs> it's like, help me do it. And uh, since they're both, like, athletic superheroes, um, that, I mean, it's just you have more flexibility with positions and still be able to make it realistic. <laughs> flexibility. Yeah, but it's also not really romantic in that sense. But they are together, and they do like each other. It's not like it's a negative. It's just they're not quote, quote, romantic people. <laughs> yeah, did you find that you still had to put in some emotion like maybe like a because you said it was sort of the let off steam before they went to do something stressful so was was that sort of incorporated between the action as well um a bit let me pull it up so i can remember what i wrote 
<laughs> yeah, I was, I guess I was like imagining sort of like an escapism kind of thing or like just some way of conveying that that was the purpose of, of the sex. <laughs> yeah, like I still make it clear that like they obviously enjoy what they're doing with each other and it's like they're both stressed and they're trying to like, you know, connect with each other before going off and dealing with that stressful incident. Um, but at the same time, it's not like traditionally romantic. But for but for them, it's like in character and it's like they wouldn't be able to verbalize more gushy romance. <laughs> <laughs> sort of like an established couple activity. It's exactly. like Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's way more realistic than the stuff we normally get where everything is perfect and beautiful. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what I what I strive for. And I think that pacing is another technical thing that gets difficult because you don't want to lose the momentum or lose the mood. Do you tend to write it from like beginning to end, like the initiation, um, like the transitions, building up towards the climax? What do you mean? Like, is the entire sex scene included or is it just sort of like, like you just jump in it, like you cut into them like mid-sex no i think there's usually always build up for whatever situation it is i'm more likely to fade to black in the middle of it than i am to jump into it in the middle of it i usually always okay. the beginning and then the middle and then sometimes it's fade to black sometimes um there's a conclusion to it um i tend to do a little bit more fade to black just because of my personal background and just the comfort level of writing that sort of thing but i think sometimes it's uh, it is difficult to start from the initiation of like having them move into the sex like you have to write them flirting with each other and like the implication of yeah we're about to to have the sex right and like getting there and then do you write them taking their clothes off or is it just like do you just <laughs> i know some people will write every piece of clothing being removed and I think at some point I've just been like they hastily <laughs> took their clothes off or whatever I, I did write a one shot uh, a Tony Darcy fic and um, I think I even like called that out in the middle of the fic and uh, it's like from Tony's point of view but like I think like Darcy takes off her shirt and he's like trying to get his off but he's like fumbling with it and he's like, mm -hmm. I used to be able to score of like supermodels. Now I can't even get my shirt off. <laughs> like, like, no. Uh, but like, like pointing out that like sometimes the uh, the stage directions don't work in real life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to find mine too, because um, I think I also did the same thing where I was just like, ah, <laughs> and then they're naked. <laughs> Let me see where it is. Yeah, <laughs> I totally just cheated. It was like, it's not long before Leon has him backed against a wall with his clothes hastily discarded. He even used hastily. That's great. I did. <laughs> and, you know, supposedly good writing doesn't use a lot of uh, adverbs. And at this point, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> hastily. I've just used more of them lately. And I probably shouldn't. It's It's a bad practice to get into. But it's just it's popped up a lot more. I think it works in general. It really <laughs> depends. <laughs> I tend to uh, keep it short and sweet with everything. 
with everything. Um, I also did another one, I think, where it was just like, I talked around it. I didn't describe every single piece of clothing being removed. Yeah, I had another fix. And the problem is it ties into the quote-unquote plot, plot, which was literally just to get them to hook up. But um, like when one character is hurt, it also makes how many hands and arms and where they're going difficult to write, too. Because then suddenly <laughs> you're restricted on where you can put people and what positions you can put people in. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here it is. It was just... He strips slowly. There's another adverb. He strips slowly, <laughs> relishing the greedy way Kua studies him. His husband does love a show. And then that's it. That's it. You just know he's stripping. Yep. But I think that you don't need to know every little piece of clothing coming off. Like, who gives a shit? No. You know they're going to end up naked, so <laughs> just make them naked. <laughs> just get them there. So yeah, I think initiating it tends to be hard because it's like you, you got to you have to write them getting into the mood. So sometimes I will skip that. I think I skipped that in one point because it was like implied in the previous scene. And then the next one, I just cut to it. This was difficult for me because I did two love scenes back to back because uh, they swap. <laughs> oh, point of view. So they swap point of and views. positions. Okay. So they, they switch. So I did them back to back. Oh, yeah. You had to be more specific when you switch. <laughs> 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 but this one I was particularly proud of because how I avoided a lot of things that make smut difficult to write. I don't think I used the word I don't think I used like a euphemism for any for any genitalia. I don't think I used <laughs> any form of penis in this entire thing. I think that's a skill set all of its own right there. <laughs> yeah, it really is though. <laughs> So this is one of the reasons why I was very proud of it. I was just like, wow, I got through how many words without <laughs> mentioning dick? Yeah. So it's like the scene right before it. Oh, did I write another chapter after that? <laughs> I thought I ended it on the. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. So it starts off with them like initiating the sex, right? Like they're not in the bedroom yet. They're like, they're talking about it. And then it just cuts to it. So it's like, um, they're talking about it. And then the first few lines are, you know, golf smells like roses. And that was a thing. Like, it's <laughs> um, bold, fragrant, provocative. Me closes his eyes, pushing deeper inside him. So you just, you know that they're like mid-sex. I didn't have to write them taking off their clothes or whatever. It's just like, here it is. We're mid-sex. Just so you know. <laughs> and I don't know if that was a cheat. Or what? But like, I would probably appreciate that as a reader. Or just like, okay, cool. Here it is. <laughs> and because it wasn't an important part to to write about the lead in. Yeah, because if if, if lead in's not important plot wise, like, yeah, you can ignore it. Whereas I kind of have the opposite in some of mine, especially like my psych fanfics that like. The reasons why they hook up or they actually get over themselves and get together is the important part of the like the story. Mm. So like like in one I even have like Sean thinking about like all the other one night stands he's had and like why this is better than that. Um, which yeah. and that's like his internal monologue as they're like about to hook up. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, whereas this one it's like the point of it is their connection 
that's taking place. And like, um, I made a lot of, I used a lot of um, analogy or metaphor for it. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's not so weird talking about it out of context, but it's, um, it's an alien fic. <laughs> this is based off of <laughs> my mind immediately went to tentacles but go ahead <laughs> no it wasn't but okay so there was um this is for mu golf and so mu super said he had a concert that was space themed and golf was a a guest in the concert and he was like he had a little headband with like oh no he didn't but like they uh, where did it come from that maybe he did have one I don't know. There's something about golf with a headband that has like little dangly things. There might have been like a, a drawing of it. And it became this thing. There was um, like one of those uh, like bouncy one kind of things. Is that yeah. Okay. <laughs> and it was like pink and blue. Yeah. And I know there was like um, there was a wonderful. Oh, my God. Amazing fan artist who did like an entire comic off of it. And that was my inspiration. I gave credit and everything. So let me find where I put it but it's so cute and like they're like I called them receptors but the little poof balls at the end of the the headband one was pink one was blue which is like the colors for golf's school so he went to Suankula with the ally school I'm probably butchering it but their colors are pink and blue and so I also did a play off of that um golf is an alien in this and like the receptors are real and his hometown sounds like Suan Kular. And in Thai it means rose garden. And so this is why he smells like roses. I don't know. It was like I, I tried to weave in There's layers. <laughs> yeah, there's layers. Like an onion, <laughs> like an ogre. But so okay, back to the thing then. Mew is an astronaut and he's visiting Gulf's planet. And so during their love scene, there's a lot of like base stuff <laughs> that I tried to incorporate. I mean, you could, I feel like you could have a lot of fun with gravity or the lack of gravity. <laughs> that is a thing. So, like, their gravity is just a little bit different. So, it's like it's a little harder for blood to, to reach their, their head, like for humans or something like that. And there's like this recurring phrase, but like someone who makes his heart, I'll find it. Yeah, while you're looking for that, just the practicality of the situations, too. Like, the one I wrote and I mentioned just before, like, Stephanie walks in the room and, like, literally just, like, throws condoms at Jason. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, especially when it smacks him in the face like that, it's pretty obvious what she's going for there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also tying into their characters, like... Yeah, they're in a relationship, but Stephanie Brown in the comics had a child she had to give up for adoption when she was a teenager. So it's like a subtle reminder that she actually has dealt with the consequences of things like that before. And uh, she's going to make the same mistakes again kind of deal. Yeah, your your scenes definitely serve a... (laughs) completely different purpose (laughs) yep (laughs) but it still shows a lot about the character which i think is really cool so yours does actually serve more of a purpose in a sense whereas mine is just like it's a love scene right 
and obviously they're gonna grow closer from this or whatever but yours is is very much like it's very intentional it sounds like yeah well at least the heterosexual ones tend to be um when i write slash it's a bit more i guess it's a bit more romantic in general i don't know nice yeah (laughs) well maybe that's why mine tend to be romantic because i don't write heterosexual (laughs) pairings um or i haven't in a very long time I i have um oh god now that i'm reading back to my stuff i used to be quite proud of this but now that i'm gonna read it aloud i'm like oh is this is this bodice ripper quality i have a pic literally labeled this is a bodice ripper sort of no so you're safe (laughs) um but yeah so there's no orbit anymore just the force of gulf's gravity pulling him in sending him into euphoria Yes, I use the word for you. Um, then skipping down a little bit. That sweet and seductive heat drives him to the edge of his galaxy. <laughs> I hate myself for writing this now. Yours is so nice. And then I write things like this. So basically, in this scenario, they're like on their bed. Um, Sean's on his back. Lassie's like making out with him. And then Sean's thinking, and I quote, It's flattering and addicting in a way that one night stands with waitresses. And as a rebound for jilted baked tellers and smoothie baristas, never is as nice of people as they may be. <laughs> it's sort of like witty, not sort of witty. It's witty. I like that. But it's it seems very in character, though. Yeah, and that's like I want them. Like obviously, I like them together as a couple, and I want them to get together. That's the whole point of the two stories I wrote about them. But. They also aren't, like, the type of people that are going to be, like, romantic about things. So mm-hmm. you have to make it romantic in character for them, which... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other side, so then when they switch, so in the first one with the, the whole, like, space kind of thing, um, Mew is topping, and then the very next chapter they switch, so now Golf is topping. And so it's from his perspective, and his is that... Um, as as an alien. <laughs> Although I guess he's not on his home planet. Me yeah. an alien. But anyway. Um, Everyone's his, an alien. <laughs> he can sense emotions. So this was really fun. Because then it really is more about the emotions. That he's sensing from Mew. As they're making love. And I used a lot of like. Water and ocean. Metaphors or analogies or whatever. One thing I wanted to say back about practicality again Um, especially I've noticed in like the psych fandom um, it's a good when they do write it into the story it's a good indicator of how much experience those characters have had especially coming from like heterosexual relationships into a slash Mm. relationship Um, like I read one that someone else wrote and they were talking about like prep time and things like that and um, oh, we will get to that. And how for sure. How one character was like, no, let's just jump into it. And the other guy was like, you have no clue what you're getting yourself into. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> right. Thank you. But yeah, no, I have lots to say about that. Um, but here it is. And I, God, I use the word euphoria again. It's one of those things where you hate using the same word again. At least it's in two different chapters. But like, there are only so many words you can use. I know euphoria is not like... <laughs> a common one but 
perspective. But this one is like, yeah, and it's so cheesy now reading it aloud. But <laughs> so it's ocean stuff, right? So he plunges into the depths of Mew's turbulent euphoria, flooded with sensation as he rides out the waves of their shared ecstasy. The room fills with his glow until his climax subsides, and he feels as if he's reached the surface once more, gasping for air. Um, and <laughs> yeah, but. I, I kind of like the, you know, reaching the surface, gasping for air kind of thing. Because, you know, afterwards, you're just like, okay, okay, so the practicality. I will admit, I have not written prep. But I think it's because my sex just starts mid-sex. Um, and so far, I haven't written penetration for, like, my other ones. But in, I haven't really had an opportunity or I haven't given myself the opportunity to write about prep, but I will. So, like, I've been working on the next update for friendship, which where me and Gulf finally get to have sex. And in the previous one where they keep getting cock-blocked, sorry about that, readers, <laughs> there is a lot of talk about, frankly, cleaning out, because I feel like that's never addressed. And some people don't know about that. Which is fine, but like I recently made a like a a, a tweet um, from a clip from Cutie Pie where one of the characters they're about to you know uh, engage in some sexual activity, but um, Kua's stomach starts growling, and he was like, "I was so nervous I didn't eat," <laughs> and so my post was poor Kua trying to live off that bottom diet, <laughs> which. Is water, right? The bottom <laughs> diet is Metamucil and water. But some people didn't know about that. There's a hilarious YouTube skit all about that. I, that's where I got it from. Is it, It's like a vine, right? And the guy's like, I just want to show you my my routine. And so he does like the Metamucil thing. No, it's like oh, okay. a bunch of bottoms at lunch. And they go to this cafe and they all order yes! waters. <laughs> and then and then one guy's like date cancels on him. He's like, "I'm getting tacos." Yeah, I've seen it's, bo- it's called bottom brunch, that, yeah, and they just yeah. get served like empty plates, and they're just like miming eating this brunch. Yeah, and then the the guy flakes on him, and they're like, "Where are you going?" He's like, "Chipotle." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. And then I think someone like quote retweeted me, and I had to translate it because it was in a different language. But they're saying things like. How can anyone do that? Or they're like, oh, I don't, I didn't know that was a thing. Or like, well, they really have to plan it out. And like, I can't believe this is a thing you do like every time. I'm like, yeah, for some people, this really is what you do every time you're about to have sex. You know, you have water for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or metamucil. You clean out. Like, it's a chore. Um, But it's for very obvious reasons. It doesn't make it into and to fix yeah, a lot. And that's understandable. Um, I do appreciate some fanfic writers who are like, hey, this is what I'm writing, but FYI, this is fanfic. In real life, you should do A, B, and C. Or like, yeah, like public service announcement. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Like there's some where there's like lube. Like for <laughs> the love of God, please include lube. There's some where I've read it and they're just like, no, like I'm like, no, 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 don't do that. <laughs> like, no, I want you, whatever. I'm like, stop. 
don't do that to them. I feel like overall, maybe it's just the ones I'm reading, but between like either, because I read a lot more like either comic space or like uh, supernatural based stuff. Um, they can hand wave some of that stuff away with like magic spells or superpowers <laughs> or something. But yeah, when it's like more real world, like the psych fanfics, and then it pops up a lot more. <laughs> yeah. And like ABO takes care of it too, because like Omegas will also naturally produce lubrication. <laughs> so it's built into it. But still, like, yeah. And sometimes, yeah, they forego prep and that also, like, I have to mentally, like, try to soothe myself and be like, no, 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 they just skip the prep part. Or, like, (laughs) watching love scenes, like, in BL, the one for for Cutie Pie. My God, it was a beautiful love scene, right? And, but in the back of my head, I'm like, we're just going to pretend that they just didn't show the prep, but that it definitely happened. (laughs) You know, in my head, I'm like, no, Leon would definitely prep him. He, like, that's just, he would. He would prep him. He'd be gentle. He'd use, like, a lot of lube. Like, in my head, I'm like. There just wasn't a filming time for that. (laughs) Right, right. It's like, they're just skipping that. Like, we don't need to see it. But in my head, Leon prepped him. (laughs) This is why we write fanfic. But yeah, especially especially if it's like a first time thing, I'm like, no, please, prep, prep, prep your bottom. And I I wonder if like actual published writers have these same difficulties because like you have to remember that I think romance is the top selling um genre. I can tell you that they do at least in male male published fiction because I've read. <laughs> So much of that. I had a spreadsheet and I finally, well, because, you know, I was recommending to friends. I'm like, here, I yeah. made a whole spreadsheet of oh, all the I ones know. that I've read. I'm, it's I'm like over a hundred. <laughs> yeah, you got my spreadsheet. And I stopped like halfway through. So whatever it is, double that. Most of them will mention prep. And they do it in really good ways too, though. Um, especially like the gay awakenings, the bi awakenings, but even established, like if they're both already queer they still include it and they make it sexy. So it can be done and it can be done very well. Also just be the queer subset of writing. I like, I've read a lot more of like your traditional bodice ripper romance novels. Um, I always remembered, I know we weren't going to talk about like questionable consent, but there's more questionable like actions there. I don't really remember like ever prep or foreplay. Like, I mean, there's foreplay in the book, but it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think maybe it's the subset of the romance genre that you're in also. True. And I was about to say, like, the prep is included because it's, it's also foreplay. Yeah. You know, it's not just a step in the process, like rolling on the condom. Like <laughs> prep is also supposed to feel good. So it it's very easy to include it in there. It just doesn't make it in there. And I don't know if that's um, because it is one of those technical things or maybe the experience of the author 
Like, how often is that going to be part of the general knowledge, right? Yeah, so we we covered characterization really with it, and then. Uh, um, but my biggest thing is that sometimes once once the dicks come out, then the characterization <laughs> flies out the window. Though I I read a fic recently, and I say recently, but like within the, the last two months, where the characterization was spot on, or at least it was very good until the dicks came out, <laughs> and then it really was like. Who, who are these people? Who are these people? Uh, it, why, it was very two new characters here. <laughs> yes, and I was like, this they they were completely different people. It was almost like a cut and paste. Like you took someone else's sex scene and then just pasted it in there. And I was like, what happened? It was so good before, and all of a sudden they're saying things that I was like, they would never. <laughs> and I think in fic, people tend to talk more in sex than what would happen in real life. Unless you're really into that. And you have to, it's sort of like you have, like, is this hot or is this cheesy? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's difficult to write sexy talk <laughs> <laughs> and making it still in character. Yeah, like I said earlier, I do the most editing when it's smut. It takes me the longest to write. Like, I'm looking out for more things during the editing process than I would. I mean, for other scenes, you have those extra hands everywhere and those butt titches you have to worry yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> the extra hands with the butt titches, right? Instead of cross your eyes and dot your teeth, dot your eyes, <laughs> right? Instead of dot your eyes and cross your teeth, it's <laughs> count your hands and avoid the butt titch. <laughs> butt titch. That just reminds me of like people when they're studying chemistry and they're like you gotta count your carbons so now in my head it's like you gotta count your hands <laughs> like a, a smut checklist how many hands <laughs> uh, whose dick is that <laughs> it's just very difficult so I know for some people it's not um, for instance my twitter wife I think she said that it's so much easier for her to write smut than anything else I'm pretty sure I've asked why and I just cannot remember what the answer is <laughs> I really do need to talk to more people who write smut easily and be like, okay, what makes it easy for you? Oh. You got any more to add? <laughs> I feel like I'm just rambling at this point. I don't think so. <laughs> what about some smut that you read? What are some things that you noticed that you're like, yes, this this was good smut? Mm. Trying to think. Well, there was that one I mentioned earlier where he's like, pause, we are doing prep. That was actually a pretty decent fic in general. It's hard to, I do a lot of rare pairs, so it's hard to find anything that's like really good. <laughs> and so you're kind of, you're limited in what's there to begin with. And then what is there is not always the best. Yeah, I like it when it's as realistic as possible, especially in character. Um, and it's usually the overarching plot to the story that gets me um, like really interested. I can tell you that I have been screaming about this on Twitter lately, and it's a, a Zinunu smut, and it's called Living Couldn't Get Any Better by Starry Night underscore eight and i'll put a link to that uh and it it is 
beautiful. I love this. And I, I'm, I've really just been hyping it up so much. I don't know if that's the right word because it's not like I'm over exaggerating or anything. I've just been like, it's, I don't know. I loved it so much. And I think it, it did do a good job of like the romantic aspect, but also a realistic thing for one prep is included and it's done beautifully and romantically. But the other is that I scrolled up and now I wish I hadn't because I couldn't find it off. Okay. Also, the author kind of just like glosses over the the stripping part. It's like they broke apart for just long enough to undress. I was like, thank you. Wrapped up quite nicely or unwrapped, I guess, in this case. <laughs> but like, you don't have to tell us about like, you know, taking off this shirt and like, you know, undoing the belt and pushing their jeans down or whatever. It's like they broke apart long enough to undress. Fantastic. And then I love it too. Like there's um, other bits of like like one of them is attempting to take off the other's clothes and then he like bats his hand away and says take off yours instead you know i'm like this is great stuff it's realistic but it's not overly detailed it's just good and then there's another part where it's like um (laughs) it just goes one touch and he was a fucking mess (laughs) like those little bits there i love that where it's just like that that vulnerability i think is great there is one series I really like. It's a supernatural series. It's supernatural fandom. But uh, the series is called Lovely and His Bones. And the first fic in the series is called Lovely and His Bones, too. And the shipping is uh, Gabriel the Archangel and Sam Winchester. And um, But the first fic is like 30,000 word one shot of like in supernatural the devil has already gotten loose but they're like trying to decide how to fight him basically so there's actual plot to it and um gabriel and sam don't get together until like the last five thousand words of the first one shot the last five thousand words the last five thousand words um (laughs) and then um the rest of the series is them actually in the relationship but it's not like super romantic it's it's sweet in parts but it's definitely still supernatural and all their angst and <laughs> love it yep um yeah and then uh so that's uh an explicit uh fic that i was pretty impressed with and it's got like a bit of uh they have one of the one shots in that fic is gabriel is you know trying to tie sam up but because mm-hmm. of Sam's background of being like kidnapped so many times and put in so many bad situations that like he has a panic attack being like tied up oh, and he yeah. fights back and he like he like breaks Gabriel's hand which doesn't do anything because Gabriel's a freaking angel right. so he just fixes it but like it's an interesting dynamic of how they work out different triggers like that mm-hmm. throughout the series and there's other things that pop up similar to that. And it's uh it's really in character, I feel like, for them. And then so that's one series I really liked. Let me see if there's any others that come to mind. Also like exploration aspects. So like for if it's while well, you're looking for that, if it's two characters and it's the first time that they're together, that whole like discovering things about each other in a much more intimate way. Again, in this fic, Living couldn't get any better. Um, you know, Z is is making his way down like he's kissing his neck and chest and mentions like his nipples but he's not particularly sensitive there but he is at his belly button and that was such like a really cool detail because in most fics or in anything it's like oh yeah it's all about nipple play but this one it's like no but it's here and i was just like 
oh my god, I never even thought about something like that. But it works so well. It just adds that other layer of realism. I don't know. I love it. <laughs> so there's another, this is also Supernatural fandom. The series is called The Fourth Wall. And the first in the series is called Browser History. But it's like <laughs> really tongue in cheek. So uh, it starts out with, you know, Sam and Dean in a hotel room. And like Dean walks in and Sam's like on his computer and is just like dying of mortification. And Dean's like, what the fuck's going on? And he's, he's like, nothing, I'm leaving. And so Dean looks at his laptop and it's literally Dean and Cass fanfic that he's reading. Because that's ah. canon in like Supernatural is a real book series. Yeah. Supernatural. So it's completely like canon based. And then, and then Cass comes in and Dean and Cass is like, what are you guys doing? You know, in, in Cass version of that. And Dean's like, oh, read a fanfic about us having sex. <laughs> and Cass is like, why? And he's like, oh, it's on the internet. You know, the internet's made for porn. So the whole series, well, the first beginning of the series is Cass trying to learn how the internet works so he can figure out why people want to write fanfic about him and Dean. And he's like learning all the terminology. No. So he's like, why am I a bottom in this? What's a bottom? <laughs> and Sam's like, why are you showing an angel porn? <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, he's already seen it. He was yeah. like the the pizza man pizza and the man. babysitter. Yep. <laughs> the whole series is trying to hook Sam up with Lucifer. So in, in like Sam's asleep and um, Lucifer's like, what are you guys reading? And and then Lucifer starts finding Sam and Lucifer can read it no. and it gets booked. <laughs> a hilarious series. Oh. And most of it's like rated teen, but there are a few explicit ones. And that one is called, one of them is called Safe Mode. And literally the description is, in which Dean is threatened by his fanfic self and Sam doesn't know where second base is. <laughs> 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 oh that's fantastic and another one is like in which dean touches an angel and sam's life is a soap opera <laughs> so um it, it's a hilarious series because it plays it off as canon and then but at the same time hits like every fanfic trope at the same time plus having actual sex scenes <laughs> That is fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Save that whatever window you've got because we need to put those in the Yeah, in the these notes. are the show links and uh we'll we'll link this in the last series I mentioned and uh, everything Eve's mentioned too. <laughs> Which is Living Couldn't Get Any Better by Starry Night <laughs> underscore eight. <laughs> and then ah, uh, we finally get to the the practical part where like it talks about Z having to leave the bed to go get his bag with the supplies like but it's not unnecessary in the sense like why are they talking about this stuff and it doesn't break the mood like it's done so well that you're like oh yes this is a real aspect of the sex <laughs> and yet it's still like it's still necessary in a sense where like it it doesn't break anything in in the sense of the continuity or the mood and then it gets like really cool how it's like um news talking him through opening him up and that you know Z finds that incredibly sexy and then he's thinking about like how familiar he is with his own touch and like you know the fact that he's very comfortable with that aspect of sex and it's like you know it's done so well 
and he thinks about how often he's done this to himself kind of thing. Like, it is, it's done so well. And we'll probably, I think we should explore this in a separate episode, but, like, sex when it's not necessarily used in a good way, like, dubious consent or even trauma in certain, because, like, a lot of fanfics and even some of I write is less smut for smut's sake, and it's more of a plot point of a... Mm of either trauma or something, and I feel like there's probably a lot to discuss there, too. Because that's, like, most of what my wrecks fall under. That's why I was having such trouble finding, like, good ones to suggest because of the plots I'm looking for in the in the stories. Yeah, and I think that's gonna be a really cool, like, role reversal, whereas this one, I've got, like, all these examples, and I'm like, okay, and this, and talking about the emotions, and the fucking ocean, and, like, <laughs> gravity and i'm definitely going to take the back seat when we start talking about the purpose that your sex scenes serve i should go and find that phrase because now it's bugging me about the uh the blood pumping <laughs> gravity <laughs> thing Whoa. okay i'm gonna pull up entire work control f ah, hi. someone who makes your blood pump the way it does in this gravity <laughs> i'm unreasonably proud about that but like you know to find someone who makes your blood pump the way it does in this gravity. The fact that, like, his pulse is racing so much that it's fighting against the extra gravity exerted upon him on this planet. It's because that's how, how much he wants him. <laughs> my too in love with my own work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We both quoted our own work several times today, so I think it's okay. It, it, I think it really is that surprise factor, and it's like, I can't believe I came up with that. It might not even be that good, but it's better than what I expected. Right. Yeah. Like, I wrote that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah. There's some lines that I create, like I write and I didn't even like, they just, they just came to me, right? I didn't plan it. Um, but then they become recurring things. So like in skinship, it was be careful or you'll make me fall for you. Like I wrote it once and then I was like, huh, I'm going to put it again. And it just became this thing. And like <laughs> people started expecting it or they would say it in like Twitter comments. And like someone mentioned it in another comment. And I was like, oh shit, I almost did this one very important section without even including that line. <laughs> and I was like, thank you so much. Because if I if I didn't put in, be careful or you're, you'll make me fall for you, that would have been it, right? I'm like, yep. oh, I'm so glad it was mentioned again. And then this one became another one, someone who makes your blood pump the way it does in this gravity. Oh, it's been a while since I've reread my own work, but I think I had a line that was like, keep drinking until you're honest again, or something like that. And I remember I like, everyone was quoting it for a while. And I was like, I'm trying to remember what it was. I'll have to find out. But yeah, and sometimes you don't know what's going to stick. You you think, like, this is a great line, but then, like, nobody gives a shit about it. Exactly. And they'll pick out a different one. And I'm like, no, that's not the one I'm proud of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you picked the wrong one. <laughs> but in the case of these two, probably because I just kept writing it. <laughs> they didn't have a choice. That was the tagline. All right. So I think we said that we weren't going to talk about plot stuff, but then we ended talking about we ended up talking about plot stuff, but... That's all right. It's, it's all, just it's, what happened. It's all plot somehow, unless you're writing porn about plot, and then it's not plot. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> but to sum it all up, smut is very hard to write in a technical sense. <laughs> Count your hands, and whose dick is that? Oh, pick off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, we have actual closing we should read first. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Thanks so much for listening. 
You can find us on Twitter at Divergent Canon and on Instagram at Canon Divergent Pod. You can subscribe and follow us on any podcast streaming source. Please rate us. Spotify and Apple both have rating systems. That's always really helpful. And this has been Canon Divergent with Out Here Now and Eve Hypo 555. Now, pick off. Make sure you prep first. <laughs>